You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Shaken up a Hoka Connor trying to go with him and then came Topaz. 28.2 third quarter. Coney Island Lou for home leads at a length. A Hoka Connor descending. Then came Topaz. Coney Island Lou a neck to a Hoka Connor and Topaz. Coney Island Lou lifting. A Hoka Connor with one last dive. Coney Island Lou. A Hoka Connor coming. A Hoka Connor puts his nose in front and he's unbeaten again. It's a Hoka Connor beats home Coney Island Lou third up, I think. There's a wrap on this horse in New Zealand, a Hoka Connor. We get to see him on Sunday at Invercargill. He's drawn well there. And will the boom be on him next week when we chat Chris Barsby? Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yes, it will be. Uh, I think he takes this feature on Sunday, remains unbeaten. And like I outlined uh, earlier in the week, I'm fascinated to see what connections do. Do they tip him out, give him a break, knowing that there's features coming up towards the back end of the year, the New Zealand Derby still to be run, or do they keep you know, pushing the envelope and do they look at Queensland? So uh, connections are fully aware that Queensland is just there in the background. So there's some good options for him, including the Queensland Derby, maybe even a rising sun uh, invitation. We'll see if Racing Queensland reach out there, but uh, I expect him to win on Sunday, and uh, that's a really good race day. So they've got uh, Diamonds Race Day. That's one of the features. The other feature is the Southern Oaks for the Phillies, and uh, Black Pearl steps out there. She's going to be one of the uh, horses to beat. Will we see her in Queensland? Crown and Chrissy Delgetty, Kentuckiana Lodge. They've always been good supporters of Queensland. We saw them here a few years ago with Krug. Maybe they consider bringing Black Pearl if she's successful in this Group 2 feature on Sunday. And Chris, of course, next week, the Bagata final there in the United States at Yonkers, and that's coming through Monday American time. But we should be able to hopefully broadcast that final live on Racing HQ next Tuesday, Lochinvar Art and Co going around there. Yeah, it's a good race day, that meeting coming up as well, because not only the Borgata for the open class paces, you've got the matchmaker as well for the mares. And uh, as I outlined yesterday or earlier in the week, Steve, with you, uh, there's a lot of down-under representation. I think half the field in the Borgata is Aussie or Kiwi horses, and I think three of the eight mares lining up in that matchmaker, they're, they're down-under mares as well. So... There's a lot of familiar names that you will notice with that meeting there on uh, on Tuesday our time, but uh, Lock and Barat, can he take this big final? All right, Sugar and Spice are with us, Darren Clayton and Ryan Spice. Good morning, guys. How are you, Darren? Yeah, good, thank you, Steve. How are you? Good, thanks, Ryan. You're with us. How are you, Ryan? G'day, Steve. G'day, guys. Yeah, I'm really well. What did you make of those big races, New Zealand, with copy that? And, of course, the better zip at winning the big one in WA last week. Yeah, they were... Um, it's good to see million-dollar races for harness racing going around. Yeah, slot races, I think they're here to stay. As far as the excitement factor goes, I thought the WA race provided a, a bit of fireworks, and that was good to see. Okay. Speaking of those New Zealand horses, Steve, copy that starts tonight, goes around in race seven, group one, Taylor Miles. So this race has changed in recent times. It was primarily just for four-year-olds. Now it's for open class horses. And copy that's a clear favourite. He came up with gate two, so he's expected to lead and dominate. He's at 140. He hasn't moved with tab uh, fixed price assessors throughout the week. So he's a clear favourite, a coup to 650 and self-assured. A little bit of interest there, 750 after opening at eight. But 
They're the main three players. The other feature event tonight from Auckland for the Trotters, the Lyle Creek uh, free-for-all there. And uh, this is a good race as well, a group two feature. Muscle Mountain, who's now become the best trotter over there following the retirement of Sunday Sun. He's $1.40 in from $1.45, so they're happy to take that. Uh, the Aussie, who won at Cambridge last week, Aldebaran Zeus, four round from 370. And Majestic Man's had a little bit of interest, 850 in from 11 after drawing barrier one. So clear favourite, Muscle Mountain. So Muscle Mountain and Copy That both assessed at 140 with Tab uh, for those features coming through. So 552 Queensland time, the trotting feature, and 624 for the, uh, the pacing feature there at the Taylor Mile. Uh, whilst I've got Darren online, yesterday called it Reckless Darren, Ashley Nitro was able to score. I think our man's done it again, Stewie Dixon. Uh, he's been in the, the limelight in recent times, owing to the efforts and heroics of Lancelot Bromack, uh, first horse to get to 500 career starts. Now, after she won, I was going through her record. That's her 20th win at Reckliff. Would I be right in saying no mare has won any more races than that uh, with, with 20 victories at Reckliff, Ashley Nitro? Yeah, that's correct, Chris. Uh, definitely at Redcliffe, she moves to 20 wins on the triangle. Um, the only other two horses that are ahead of her, both uh, geldings. And um, so, yeah, she she gets there. And it was a pretty unique achievement. Not only that, not only was it her 20th win to move into well, equal second. Glenmore Admiral, he has 30 wins. Bud Light, 20. She overtook Viking Jack on 19. So um, she she moves into equal second for most wins at Redcliffe. The broodmare of, of that mare, Ashley Nitro, Ashley's gem, she also provided the Quinella um, I'll be watching. So she's bred the Quinella, both owned by Stewie Dixon, trained by Stewie Dixon, plus... Um, on the stats that are held, it's, it was a record 900th win, but um, there is a bit of conjecture that he has quite a few more than that, but of those that have oh, been recorded. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big day all around. Lance might have been getting all the all the accolades, but it's his stablemates and uh, trainer that have stepped in and, and been able to fill the void that he was unable to, to take with a, a win at his big milestone. He's doing the job, Stewie Dixon, no doubt about it. So he's got Lance and Ashley Nitro, the most winningest mare at Reckliff, and she brought up win number 20 yesterday. And I reckon Ashley Nitro and uh, I'll be watching, they're closely related to last Saturday night's uh, winner, Scarlet Babe. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, I think uh, Ashley's gem is... Um, the daughter of Ashley's the... babe? Yeah, yeah, and Ashley's yeah. babe is the dam of Scarlet Babe, so... Yeah, very closely related. So a good week all round for that family. And I think I think one of the other mares out of it might have had a, a win at Bathurst on Wednesday night as well. Um, I'd have to chase that one up, but I think that was the case. So, yeah, good week all round. But, yeah, top effort by Stewie. Turns his horses out. He just They just stay fit forever and uh, they're never far away. And that proved the case there yesterday with Ashley Nitro getting the... Just a question without notice, Chris and Darren. When did Redcliffe first open? How many years have they been racing there at the trial? About 1954. And how far do the results and stats go back, Darren, that you're able to access? Um, the, the main part of them, they really kicked in from the 1982 season. So um, a lot of the sort of the individual, so the trainer-driver stats from then, um, that's when they really sort of kick in properly. 
the horse ones are pretty consistent right the way through so it's just um you know like saying it was stewie's 900th win well he had quite a few more prior to that that probably have been lost lost along mm. the way I know with thoroughbred racing this these days, very frustrating. It only goes back 20 years sometimes, but I had a program once that used to go way back, but they stopped at AAP Megaform, which was very disappointing. Ryan, uh, okay, guys, let's find some winners for the weekend. Well, I, I just want to ask uh, the, the guys about some of the trials that we've had. We had a standalone trial session on Monday, which featured a number of winter carnival prospects. We've got some trials tonight before the meeting, and there's, again, some prospects stepping out there. So we've got the likes of uh, my alderman Byron, my alderman Johnny, some moment somewhere, Racy Roxy. There's a newcomer from New Zealand, Mo Sislak, joins the Jack Butler stable. For real life's going around in a trial. He's a group one winner. And then uh, a couple of other interesting horses in the stand trial tonight. Tim's a trooper. Maybe they're looking towards the Reckliff Cup because they're trying to get him qualified. Miracle Moose comes across from WA. Uh, he's been placed in the WA Pacing Cup. And then you've got a couple of interesting trotters there as well. So some nice horses at the trials this week, Darren, firstly. Yeah, certainly has been and um, some pretty good performances there. We spoke about a few of those there on um, on Wednesday. Cat King Cole, she's back. A nice sort of hit out there. A bit inconclusive for Danger Zone. Um, he sort of struck trouble there. But, um, yeah, some nice ones coming through. It'd be interesting to see where they sort of head to with... Um, Tim's a trooper going around in that stand start trial. Um, most is like that's another interesting one. Um, so we'll see how he lines up for Jack Butler. Um, of course, it's owned by um, Michael Boots from Riverina, so he's had a he's had a huge week. So um, he's heavily involved in Queensland as well. He's got a number of horses with Daryl Graham. So yeah, pretty good session there this afternoon and. Um, Nathan Dawson stepping out, uh, my ultimate Johnny as well in that trial session tonight after probably a little bit of an inconclusive run first up for his stable. Mm, so we'll watch with interest there. Ryan, would I be right in saying right now Uptown Beach Girl is the number one mare in Queensland? Chris, I think that's a fair assessment on what she's done her last three or four starts. Okay, well she'll be back at the trials next week. She's aiming towards those mare's features throughout the carnival so the group one golden girl the fleur de lille they're obvious targets so looking forward to seeing her back uh lebowski also goes to the trials this weekend down at goulburn for brad hewitt so she's another mayor that could be headed our way for those features so we'll watch with interest there uh albion park on saturday night tomorrow night 11 races uh just looking at the tab fixed price market that they have available it's race nine and this is a stand start so Many of these are probably eyeing off the Reckliff Cup. We've got Surface at seven. It's Mr. Clooney, 950. Misty Creek, the one. Swaggy Shannon, $81. LL Cool J, 210. Glen Eagle Warrior, 31. Jonah Jones, 34. Aphorism, seven. Governor Juge on $3. So LL Cool J, a previous Reckliff Cup winner, the favourite at 210. Ryan, what are your thoughts on race nine tomorrow night? Chris, I think it looks a fairly even race. I think LL Cool J and Governor Jujon are both priced up to their best. Without a doubt, though, the stand start in 2600 will suit them both. They're both quality free-for-allers. The one that's caught my eye, though, of recent times has been Surface. This is his first go at the stand. Um, I think if he can step and lead over the 26, he'll take no end of catching. OK, so Surface, a good push there. 8.50 now trading at $7.00. There's one here that hasn't been a bean for it. In fact, it's been a big drifter. It's the rank outsider. 
Uh, Swaggy Shannon, 81 out from 51. I'm going to have something each way on this. I think it's low flying, this horse. Yeah, that's fair enough. He's um, He's been going well, but perhaps in lesser grade. Okay. Darren, you got any thoughts on race nine tomorrow night? Yeah, well, it's a tricky one, Chris. You've got nine runners there, four of them. Um, you know, they're experienced horses, but four of them having their first look from behind the tape. So um, you've sort of got to take a little bit on trust there that they're going to get away. Um, I agree with you in terms of Swaggy Shannon. He's been going really well and um, just sort of running up behind him without much luck. The other one that I thought um, might be sort of thereabouts, although the 10 metres might sort him out, is Glen Eagle Warrior. He's had two starts from the standing start and won them both. And he was a first up winner last week along the passing lane. So he'll strip fitter for that effort. Um, so, yeah, he's one that I thought might just be an each-way play. Um, Misty Creek, another one, last start winner at Narrabri. Lola Wiedemann brings him. This is actually be his first start from the, from the tape. So we know how well Lola is at getting them away. So... This is probably his first real step up, I guess, into a more open grade. So, um, you know, if he steps like most of the Wiedemann horses do, he might uh, he might be a bit of a fly in the ointment for some of them as well. Well, he won the Narrabri Cup last time out. Let me ask you this question. Do you think he'll generate any interest for a, a slot in the uh, the Hayden race during the carnival? Um, he's certainly one that he wouldn't be out of place, that's for sure. Just whether... Um, you know whether anyone else out there sort of takes a takes a serious look at him. He's always been a good horse, and um, you know, 17 wins in his career already as a four-year-old. You don't do that by sort of fluke. And yeah, that Narrabri win was good. He has been good around Redcliffe, probably just Albion Parks, just where he's sort of been let down a little bit. Um, but you know, he comes out and, and performs well tomorrow night. It might take a few of those slot holders you know, to sit up and take notice. Because, like I say, definitely wouldn't be out of place. Mm, yeah. Uh, race 10 tomorrow night for the three-year-olds. Uh, good quality race here. Six runners over a mile. Ryan, uh, any early thoughts on this event? Chris, i probably lean to the two Chantel Turpin runners in Whisper a Secret and Ultra Magician. But small field, difficult to map, not sure of the tempo, so it'll just be a watch. Okay, so many of these three-year-olds probably have uh, aspirations for the carnival. Darren, uh, were you surprised with the driving engagements here? Chantel drives Whisperer's Secret. Pete goes on to Elder Magician. Yeah, I was to a certain extent, Chris. I'd done the form, um, looking at it, thinking that um, Pete would drive Whisperer's Secret. Um, not that it makes too much difference in terms of I still think Whisperer's Secret um, can win the race, but... Um, yeah, I thought Pete would drive it, especially drawn inside Elder Magician. So uh, I don't know how much of a lead we take on that. Uh, I, I think Queenslander can be a big improver. The, his two runs, first up in the heat of the APG race and then in the final, drew the worst on both occasions. So um, if he gets to the front, I, I expect him to run a much sharper race. So, um, yeah, don't discount him. And Madrigal, I guess if the if the... You know, looking for the symmetry out of the race. It's a happy 81st Nana Rees pace. She owns Madrigal, Mark Rees' mum. So happy birthday, Nana Rees. Maybe Madrigal can get make it two in a week to, to make it a really happy birthday. Yeah, bolted in on Wednesday night. What about talk-like motion in this race? Um, this is a filly that I had, you know, big hopes for following her, her rookie campaign. First two runs back as a three, Rob. Probably, you know, uh, 
subpar, but she's bounced back with two wins. This is a good test for her on Saturday night. Yeah, it certainly is a good test. I think we'll see the best of her when she's up on the speed or, or you know, t- just tucked in just behind. Um, it is only a small field, so she does get the option she won't be too far away. But uh, I think from what I've seen, I think she'd just be a little bit better suited up on the speed, which she's not going to get that opportunity here. Okay, Slip the Humby's another key runner stepping out tomorrow night. Steve was asking about him during the week. He's fresh up. He's had very limited racing in the last 12 months or so. Uh, his last start was back in December. Uh, now, it looks like he's going to be uh, headed to, to North America. Does he just dominate this race? Yeah, I, I thought he would. It's an interesting one. He was first up in October. He had one start in that campaign, and he won by 11 metres and rated sub-54. He then wasn't seen again until December and come out again and won that in 152.4. So um, I don't think being first up looks to be too much of a worry there. Um, it's just whether he can get to the front, whether he bullies his way. If um, I'm feeling fiery, gets across and um, decides that you know they want to park him first up, well, that might just make it a little bit tougher for him. But, yeah, by all reports, he's... Um, He's already on his way to, to America and they're just sort of keeping him ticking over. Is that, I think that's the case, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think the plane leaves early May, so it's not all that far away. Uh, what is your best bet tomorrow night at Albion Park, Ryan? Oh, Chris, you couldn't on the hop there. I think it's actually a really quite a difficult program. Um, it's probably not one that I, I just want to label. I probably just want to wait see the prices see who gets out in the market. I think it's a fairly even program. I'm really interested to see what price hot and treacherous comes up, considering he maps three pegs in a 2,100-metre event that's dominated by the Butler Stable. So that'll be intriguing to see how the betting treats him. Um, probably just looking to play some multis and slip the hundy will be an anchor. OK. Well, let's talk about hot and treacherous. Race four tomorrow night. So... Uh, Ryan, firstly, he was a pass mark last week, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. You can't uh, to sit, sit park in a 52 uh, free-for-all mile. He was a big tick. Yeah, OK. Darren? Yeah, well, I think the, the biggest upside out of that, Chris, he's going from open company back to a band four to band two. I didn't realise last week in that open that he's only assessed as a band three performer. So, um, you know, he's got two, I guess, basically two gift wins he can get before stepping into to the open ranks. So um, I, I agree with Ryan. I think he maps to be three fence, and that might just sort him out a little bit. Um, I think Deus Ex will be much sharper with a better gate. Um, yeah, it's just it's a tricky one with how that's worked out. Targaryen in one, Deus Ex two, and Hot and Treacherous inside the second line. So um, I certainly think he's up to it, but, yeah, just... I didn't read it, like I said. Um, as a band three, uh, he's he's got a bit of scope. On the Racing Queensland website, weekend winners uh, speaking with Nathan Dawson and Shane Graham. Shane's got a full book tomorrow night, so it's uh, interesting to hear his thoughts. And Nathan, as always, uh, with a, a strong book uh, headlined by Hot and Treacherous. So if you want to hear their thoughts, that'll be up on the RQ website. Uh, your best bet for tomorrow night at Albion Park, Darren? Yeah, again, I, I think um, it, it is a very even card. I've come up with race five, horse number one, so am I. Um, gets a qualifier here that's not overly strong. His effort two starts back when he was driven by Narissa McMullen in one of the uh, female uh, championship heats. He hit the line really nicely there. Come out last time out, not too far away. 
doesn't look uh, a great deal of early speed. So that sort of gives Leonard Kane options from gate one. And um, he's been crying out to, to win what, sort of one of these qualifiers. And I think he gets his opportunity tomorrow night. Race five, horse one. Okay, race five, horse one. Speaking of the RQ website, uh, the dashboard, will that be up and available soon? Yeah, that's that's already up and about. So you can go there and find that info. Um, so am I. There's the best bet. Bit of a ride up there. LL Cool J and go lightly. Um, yeah, Shane Graham with a full book. He was the driver to follow last week. It's hard to go past him again this week. I think he's got another another book of really good drives. He's got go lightly in race one, who I think will be a big improver from gate two. Uh, Mossdale Mac. He's got I'm Feeling Fire. He's got Red Tricks and Mare in super form. Uh, he's got Scarlet Babe. He's got LL Cool J. So, um, yeah, I think Shane Graham could be in for another good night. Okay, well, we'll check that out by going to the RQ website. Now, don't forget with Tab, they've got a special market available tonight. I'll be keen to get your thoughts here. Uh, we've got a special market uh, combining uh, Brisbane Broncos, who are playing in Darwin tonight against the Parramatta Reels. They're $1.70 head-to-head. But if uh, if you look out the, uh, the specials market, uh, there is a market available right now, and it is... Uh, Brisbane Broncos head-to-head into the Waterboy tonight. So that's race four, number seven to run, top three, $4.50. Your thoughts, Darren? Ooh, top three, yeah, that's probably not a bad not a bad option, I would think. And, um, yeah, he's. it's going to be a race that's going to generate plenty of early tempo, you would expect, and... Um, the water boy, if they just drive him quiet, he's got a, a great turn of turn of foot when saved up. So that actually doesn't look too bad. And um, anyone wondering why there might be a, a link to that um, that being a special market? Of course, the water boy part owned by Katani Stags, one of the centres of the Brisbane Broncos. Indeed, indeed. So Ryan, are you tempted with the 450 on offer? Uh, Chris, I think the water boy will get the job done, but uh, I'm not too sure about the Broncos. <laughs> They're on top of the table. Uh, not my cup of tea, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Darren? You think the Bronx are, are good enough to knock off the Eels? Yeah, I think so. I, I think the Broncos are, are building nicely. I, everything I've seen, it, it will be a good game tonight. That's for sure. The the clash of the forward packs it will be particularly uh, particularly strong. Payne Haas against uh, against Re- Regan Campbell Gillard. That'll be certainly a highlight of it. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd be definitely, that'd be a race that I, or a special that I'd be keen to get involved in, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I've tipped the water boy top three tonight, so uh, I think he might be able to hold up his end of the bargain. Not so sure about the Broncos. Hey, Eels are chasing three on the bounce, so we'll see how we go. But their record up north is, is not good, the, the Eels. I don't think they travel well in the, in the hot weather. So that is available with Tad right now. So we've got uh, 11 races tomorrow night. Albion Park Harness Racing tonight as well. Eight races, putting you both on the spot. Anything jump off the page tonight? Uh, tonight, yeah, I thought um, there's one. I haven't had a look at the price just at the moment, but um, race three, horse horse three, Borsellino. really taken with his last start effort. He was scratched uh, at Redcliffe. Um, he was having his first start for Mitchell Dawson. Uh, at Albion Park last time out and uh, he made up a stack of ground wide off the track and he finds a race here that's not too tough he can probably tuck in just behind so yeah I like his chances race three number three Borsellino 
Okay, he's six fifty currently. Borsellino, Ryan, did you fancy anything tonight? Yeah, Chris, in the last, really keen, he's lovable. Barrier six, he'll jump from. I think Chloe Butler can put him on the front end and he will, they won't see where he's going. We're on 2.15 currently with Tab uh, fixed price. That's race eight, number seven. He's lovable. Really appreciate the time, boys. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk again next week. Sounds good. Thanks for that.